You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about how to eat the enchilada. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello, come on in. Today, I'm going to be talking about a concept in the most delicious way I can imagine bringing it to you. <laughs> so I have used this as sort of a, an email course, this concept of eat the enchilada. And what that means will be revealed in time, of course. But I wanted to give a little background on how this funny little concept took shape. My youngest son and I have one thing in common. That is, we're interested in a lot of things. We want to learn everything, and we'd prefer it to happen immediately. Thank you very much. <laughs> and one day we were chatting, and I was talking to him about what I wanted to create for the rest of the year, and he was talking about how he was going to spend his summer he always loves to give himself a couple of independent learning projects, and he loves to learn languages. So he was talking to me about trying to figure out what to focus on this summer and why, and I was talking to him about a few projects I was doing and what to focus on and why. And of course, the lists that we started out with were a little bit laughable. They're aspirational, of course. And it's just, it, given the time frames we were talking about, it was like, ugh, what, how in the world could one person tackle all of this, even if they skipped sleeping? <laughs> I think about this idea of constraints. When you think about like in supply chain, there's something called the theory of constraints, which is when you're looking to optimize performance, you look for those places where things are bottlenecked or slowed down and how you can release the bottlenecks to improve the flow of the supply chain. When you're a very ambitious person who wants to get a lot done, as I assume you are if you're here hanging out with me over time, we have a lot of ambitions for our life. It can help to introduce a bottleneck at the beginning of our supply chain, so as not to overload the system as things are processing through. I love this idea of thinking about our capacity. We are individual supply chains and what we can do to optimize or get more throughput. And really, the Eat the Enchilada is about how to apply constraints if you're going to use the theory of constraints in the supply chain sense, maybe you introduce bottlenecks on purpose to avoid too much coming through the line too fast. If you think about filling up a container, if it gets over full and there's no place for the fluid to go, it may cause puncturing at the seams or it'll start squeezing out the top of the cap. And I think we people are like that. In fact, I think that's when we talk about being stressed out. It's a sense that there's too much on the line. There's too much for us to handle. 
imagine it introducing your own constraints. And so I used a metaphor restaurant when we were talking. I said, imagine for the next three months, for the summer break, this number of weeks, you could only go to one restaurant. And at that one restaurant, you could only order one dish. And it was a fun conversation. I said, you know, because you wouldn't want to then go and pick a restaurant you didn't like or a dish you didn't like if you knew you were only going to be able to eat at one restaurant and choose one dish from the menu, you probably want to choose something you love. And for me, what came to mind almost immediately was Chewy's Tex-Mex. I love Chewy's. Uh, They're, I think, based in Austin, Texas, and they have locations around the United States. And they have rotating menus which is a lot of fun. So sometimes they'll have a smothered pulled pork burrito or they'll have like a a special fajita bowl. I don't know. There's just they're always doing something new or they'll have the f- special drink of the month. <laughs> and it's really fun to think about all the the cool things that they roll out on their seasonal menus. And you, it's kind of like, you never know what's going to come to mind. But as my son and I were talking, and I said, ooh, if I could only pick one place to go for a period of time, I'd probably pick Chewy's. And if I could only pick one thing, it would be the veggie enchilada with boom boom sauce. <laughs> what is boom boom sauce? It's like this hot queso it's just delicious. It puts the boom boom in your life. And so we got up and wrote on the whiteboard, eat the enchilada. <laughs> and we workshopped for him. Like, so what is your summer enchilada? If if there was one thing you could focus on and it was something you love and it's something you you really would pick on purpose, what would it be? And then I was talking for myself, like, what would my enchilada be for a three-month period? And so we used the enchilada method to plan our summer goals. I'm working on a project that is my summer enchilada, and he is working on his project that is his summer enchilada. Now, He and I know that we're tempted to deviate. We are not the kind of people who can just pick a thing and stick with it. We're a little bit rebellious and independent, and um, we like to shake it up as we go. And so it was interesting to talk about what would it mean to stick with the enchilada. So for him, he's working on developing his competency in Chinese. So when he's tempted to learn Polish or spend more time with Russian or some obscure language, he remembers his enchilada is Chinese and that that is where the bulk of his attention goes. He's applying the theory of constraints to the beginning of his summer supply chain to avoid putting too much down the line and to avoid getting distracted. In a supply chain, if you're making batteries one day and then you're making pizza toppings another it it just gets really expensive to swap out the line all the time so it was really fun to, to talk about how not only to pick the enchilada 
but the method of sticking with the enchilada when there are so many other tempting things on the menu. All right, so it's kind of funny, but it really paints a picture, the enchilada method and and how to pick and eat your enchilada. So let's make it practical for you. I am going to ask you a question and I want you to catch in your imagination the immediate, unfiltered, unedited answer. Are you ready for your question? I know, that was a question that was kind of cheating. Here is the question. What is the number one thing you could work on that would improve every area of your life? What was your answer? What came to mind? Now, you might be, if you're a little bit of a hummingbird learning pollinator, such as I am, you might think, well, in my health, I would want to improve this. And in my relationships, I would improve this. And in my career or business, I'd improve this. And of course, that's my brain's immediate answer is it wants to give me the number one across multiple categories. (laughs) But for you, really, if you could only pick one, one enchilada, one item on the menu of your life that you If you focused on it entirely for a three to six month period of time, it would change everything in your life. What would it be? So I've been talking about the enchilada wherever I go. And, you know, obviously the little story of if you could only choose one thing in your life to change, like imagine you go to one restaurant of your choosing, but you can only order one thing off the menu. What would it be? And some people say their number one thing is to get more consistent sleep. They want to drink less. They want to vegetable more. (laughs) So usually most people have a thing that if they're like, oh yeah, if I could really make that a part of my life in a very consistent way, it would probably alleviate a lot of my stress and make some things feel a little bit easier. So now... Let's keep tackling this one thing problem, and I'm going to ask you the same question in a different way to see if your answer is the same, similar, or different. All right, here is the question. It is one year from today, and you have made one change in your life. What was it, and how is your life different as a result? Do you see how you can narrow your focus quickly by actually looking ahead a year in the future? I like going out and being like, oh, imagine it's a year from now. If there was just one thing different about my life, what would it be? And why would it make a difference? It it can help me get out of kind of my myopic day-to-day thinking. And it gets me out of thinking of the olden times, the past, the yesterdays that are long gone and you can't do anything about them. So for you, when you think of just picking one thing you could focus on, one change initiative, what comes up for you? Now let's talk about trouble. Bum, bum, bum. There's trouble at the Chewy's Tex-Mex restaurant. What do you do when you're sick of your enchilada? I am sitting here as I record this and I'm I just can't even imagine being sick of the veggie enchiladas with boom boom sauce, but it could happen. What happens when you have picked your one thing 
and you're being very diligent, you're working on it every day, you're happy that you chose the enchilada instead of the taco salad or the Elvis burrito or whatever else they have at Chewy's. You're happy with your choice. And then after a while, you start to think, this is boring. I want a taco. I am so sick of my enchilada. And I would say that's pretty expected. If you make a time commitment to something, and even if you've picked your favorite, if you're the kind of person who likes to wander, like I'm a wanderer, I'm a hummingbird. I don't like to be tied down to just one thing. There will come a time when I am sick of the enchilada. So for you, how would you know when it's time to just recommit to the enchilada and when it's time to move on? Well, I'll tell you what I've learned for myself. I don't really just move on just because I'm sick of it. Because for me, what I've learned is sometimes when I'm starting to get bored and restless, that's really when the change is happening. When I'm doing a habit and I start to think, ah, maybe I just need, you know, a, a change or a day off or to do something else for a while. Sometimes that means I've hit the point where I'm off willpower and I'm really making the change and my my human brain is asking me, are you serious about this or can I talk you out of it? This is really f for me when change happens, when I realize that I'm bored, sick of it. I'll never want to eat another enchilada as long as I live. And sometimes it can mean my work here is done. So how do you tell the difference? This is something that comes up a lot in the work that I do is how do you know the difference between when you're actually in that growth, that uncomfortable growth, identity shifting part of the behavior change that is going to make it a new habit for you? Or when it's just time to say, you know what, this isn't for me, it's time to move on. And my answer is very open-ended. You'll know when you trust yourself to know the answer. I think that actually is the crux of a lot of the work that I do with myself, with people that I work with, is really, it's about self-trust. How do you know when to choose the thing that's best for you? Because the answer isn't always cut and dry. This is why people love pros and cons lists. They think that they'll write a pro and con list and the like the best answer is just going to pop out on the page. And sometimes that happens. And many times it doesn't. So when I am working on a change project, and I actually, I love this concept of eat the enchilada because it gives me a shortcut. It's playful. It's light. It's delicious. So when I'm like, oh, I'm just really sick of this project, I'm like, all right, but could I eat the enchilada today? And for me, that's a good way to, to check in. I'm not asking myself something so heavy as, is it time for me to reevaluate my priorities in life? No, I just say, hey, you know what? I, just, I made a commitment to the enchilada. This is my restaurant. This is my menu option. Am I willing to eat the enchilada today? 
And sometimes I'll even ask myself the question like, what's today's enchilada and how do I eat it? It just helps my mind to get quiet and focused. So this concept, eat the enchilada, and again, for you, substitute any metaphor that works for you, it just, it offers a shortcut. It offers a lightness. It offers a playfulness. And quite honestly, it's become a little bit of my family vernacular. It'll be like, hey, how's your summer enchilada going? And that means something to us in our household. And it's a little less pressure than asking, so are you reaching your HSK proficiency level in Chinese? It's just, it's, it actually makes it a little bit more fun to talk about what we're working on when we're using food analogies. So change can be boring. Let's be blunt. Change is definitely can be hard. When we're trying to do something new, whether it's learning a language, launching a project, changing things about our health, it requires effort. So how can we help by applying a constraint at the beginning so that it's very clear what our focus is? And how could you develop a playful analogy that helps you decide every day, every hour, if you need to, whether you're going to stick with your enchilada or it's time to throw down the napkin. <laughs> so how about you? That's your invitation this week. Ask yourself what your number one top priority thing could be. Do you want to have a change project that has a certain time frame? I like three months. It's long enough for me to send myself the message that I'm serious, but it's short enough that allows me to move on to something else if I want to at that time period. For you, it could be a year, six months, six weeks, a week, doesn't matter at all. If you want to have a change project, do you want to have a playful metaphor? Maybe for you, it's picking one television show that you stick with no matter what or whatever. Play with this concept. I hope it inspires you to be more playful with yourself. And I don't know about you, but I'm about ready for enchiladas. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week.